Hello, hello, hello. It's Lisa, Ian, and Andre. Hello. Hello. Good morning. How are you guys in this fine July day? I'm feeling good. I'm an hour off of my therapy session this morning. <gasps> Ooh. So my mind is clear and ready to talk about gay stuff. Wow. Was it a good session? Oh, it was great. Was yeah. it? Yeah. I kind of hope that I never have to go in, into the actual office. Oh, you like, like it we're this doing better? It, we're doing it over the phone. Yeah, I like it so much better. I think you're more comfortable at home. Yeah, yeah. And it's a phone call, so I don't know. It's just easier. If you get uncomfortable, you can just ditch. Is it, vo- is it uh, video, video chat, or just audio? Sometimes it's video, sometimes it's audio, just oh. depending on the, the signal. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Got Like our podcast. Yeah. Uh, Ian, how's your day going? Good. You look like you're sinking down into the the basement. Yeah. You're going downstairs. I got the wrong mic stand this morning. Oh, okay. It's cool. So we didn't go to therapy, obviously. We're a little off. (laughs) 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 Ah. Um, Yeah. So let's get into it. Disclosure. Um, I just want to say right out the gate, watching this. At, I'm about to be 56 as of tomorrow. Um, ha- watching this, I just sat there and like this entire time, just shots were going off around my head. Bombs. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Victor Victoria? Oh, shit. Paris is burning is problematic. Oh, fuck. I mean, like every single thing. Uh, a lot of it, like I have long known the obvious transphobic shit, such as um, the pet detective stuff was problematic that when it happened I was like what's happening but I am going to sit here and say I am not woke on this I am not woke on transgender issues the trans community as my brothers and sisters and non-binary members of this community I sat there feeling deeply ashamed and deeply deeply ignorant uh, at having been casually transphobic I mean, I had to have because none of this stuff, this stuff just went over my head. I guess in my own defense, in slight defense, not that I need one, is that I was busy fighting ethnicity issues at the table with a very racist father. So what I saw was black and white and totally stepped over the bodies of my future members of my community. If that makes any sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. But now I'm seeing this whole other level and I'm like, there's just blood on everybody's hands, isn't there? That was my first take is like, oh shit, it's, it's all been done um, pretty much incorrectly and we have to fix this. We have got to fix this. We've got to fix this. What was y'all's reaction when you first saw it? Um, my reaction was, I guess, somewhat similar to yours, but also just like, I was watching it and realizing just how much I didn't know about trans representation. I really didn't. I feel like we we talk about that kind of stuff a lot on the show, but I, I did not know about most of the things that were in this documentary. Um, one thing that I didn't know about was like the vomiting thing. I didn't know that that was like a stereotype. I knew about the men wearing dresses thing because weirdly enough, um, this is a, a weird example of it, but 
my grandma, we had like a satellite for Portuguese TV because she doesn't understand English. And I remember as a kid, there was one particular show. It was like, it was kind of like a talk show. And the host's name was Herdeman José. And a lot of his skits were was him going out in public dressed as a woman. And that being like a comedic thing. It was like a skit that he did all the time or just like in his in the studio just like wearing a dress and and fake boobs and hair and everything and i mean like my grandma was laughing at it so i thought it was funny too you know and it and so i knew about that and i i have kind of like learned to like sort of spot and be like ooh but like the way they described it i mean it's just been a, a historical thing that's happened over and over and over again along also with the the types of roles that trans actors could only get. Right. The the prostitutes, the sex workers, or just like dying on a hospital bed. Oh, yeah. That one story of that one actor being like, I did two hospital scenes in two different shows and it was the exact same exact same situation. Your testicles are killing you. You're getting breast cancer yeah. from the hormones. And then, you know, Laverne Cox saying, I'm going to die. I saw, you know, when she saw uh, Boys Don't Cry. Oh, I'm going to die now instilling that fear in the children i mean yeah i really loved the the way the documentary um made a a big point to point out that representation plays into so much of how we behave in society we take our cues from it we do in so many different ways just media in general and we talk about this all the time but that's why representation matters because you know, a lot of the people, a lot of people who watch that stuff, that's going to be their only exposure to that stuff. And most people don't have a trans individual in their life to sort of cross-reference it. So I love that the documentary made a really big point of being like, this isn't just a TV show. This is harmful right. to the people that it's purporting to represent. Because black trans so, women are still, right now, as this moment, this very hour, being murdered at an alarming rate. An alarming rate is one person for me, but like, it's it's insane. In 2019 alone, there were 29 trans people murdered. Insane, for simply That's being trans, insane. for being disclosed, revealed. Ian, what was your take? Do you know it's it's it, I I I felt the same way. Like we're we're all three of us are very. I feel we can all say we're very ignorant on you know, trans rights and matters and everything like that. I mean, all I we see, I mean, I'm just saying, <clears throat> like, generally, is what we see in the media, right? We, he- we, ha- we hear everything's negative. And we see that in our our shows, too. So it's really eye-opening to me. And because you guys were all very sensitive right now, I was horrified. Yeah. I was like, oh, my fuck. Right. And I, I put myself, like, can I imagine being seeing that? And that's uh, portrayed. That's how you're portrayed all the time. I it was just, it was, I don't know. I'm just flabbergasted at how very easily we are in our society. To I just, ha- yeah. I, I just, I'm speechless, actually. You know, f- part of me wanted to do that really stupid um, thing and be like, it's a non-issue for me, right? Like, I find out someone is not the sex that they're presenting as. To me, I would not even... 
blink at that. Like, I, that wouldn't be a deal breaker if Ian were to come to me and say, hey, I used to be a woman. Be like, okay, I love you. <laughs> I don't care. That's awesome. Fantastic. Do you want to talk about it? Do you not? That doesn't... I, I could be with a non-binary person. And I don't want to talk about Ian's preferences or anything. But in, in a way, I kind of we kind of are like, well, this is a very queer household. Let's just put it that way. And so these kind of podcast, very queer podcast, um, the queerest welcome. Um, but I'm still, I, I, but it does matter. It does matter to the person who, that there's, it's their story. So I can't be that like, it, cause it almost sounds like I'm saying, I don't see color. You know what I mean? Like I really have yeah. to educate myself yeah. about how I see and talk and regard and interact and appreciate and celebrate trans people because I used to love Tootsie. I thought, what's wrong with to- Tootsie and Mrs. Doubtfire? And then I'm sitting here going, oh shit. Oh fuck. And then, yeah. you know, we all, everybody's like always laughs at um, Tyler Perry's, uh, who's the lady? Medea. Medea. You know, oh, here's this. And now it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then you get the, you know, the PC, you know, the, the, the PC police and all that kind of stuff. And that usually means that you just want to, that you just, you're, you got one in the chamber to be racist or phobic or whatever. No, I mean, I feel like it's, it's a time of self-awareness, not a self-awareness that it like no other. Yeah. The big thing for me was Mrs. Doubtfire because that's, Used to be one of my favorite yeah. childhood movies. Same, same. And used to love it. But now I just can't, I just can't watch the same way. What I was waiting for them to bring up was um, The Birdcage with Robin right. Williams and Nathan Lane. I love that movie too, but that's also got very similar problems. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we were just, I didn't really, really, I've never come in defense of a transgender person until two years ago we were out celebrating i think it was my birthday i think it was july it was really funny i'm celebrating a lot of weird anniversaries we were sitting there with ian's parents we went out to a fancy schmancy restaurant they would like to go to in santa monica you know every once in a while when you could afford a steak outside the house now you can't even afford a steak inside the house uh probably should just all be vegans anyway but we're sitting there and like his parents who are who retired to to a very conservative to north carolina charlotte they're, they're very conservative. They voted for Trump. Uh, I'm not trying to out y'all. You admitted it. Anyway, so. And then they came at it me out of, the, out of the ether with this fucking trans bathroom shit. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Y'all don't know any trans people. I don't know any trans people. But I can tell you one thing I statistically know about predators. Because that's a side hobby of mine. Is that I would say little to none of them in negative numbers are waiting in bathrooms to assault people. Yeah. It doesn't even equate. You've been fed some sort of Russian line to stir you up, to get you whipped up about people that don't even exist in your own world. And I doubt if yeah. they do exist in your world, you probably wouldn't even know. So well, I believe they pointed this out. I was like, where is this coming from? And obviously we know this is the Russian playbook. This is what this presidency and his regime are into. This is what this coup is all about. But then I started thinking about trans people for the first time. The silver lining was... I need to start delving into what my brothers and sisters and non-binary, non-binary uh, trans members are going through. And I, I thought I was on to something. And I, I watched Disclosure and I'm like, I, I have a million, million miles to go. 
And it just, it, it, Dress to Kill was on my favorite list. Dress to Kill, problematic. It's right, right there in front of my eyes. Victor Victoria. I used to adore that movie. Now I'm like, oh, shit. I never like Ace Ventura. I, I, that guy's a, a, not my cup of tea. Uh, Jim Carrey. I don't hate him, but I could definitely live without him. It's not my thing. But now I'm like, holy fuck, you know? And he's a pretty sensitive, enlightened guy. I yeah. hope he sees disclosure and also just kind of wraps his arms around that. Because I don't know if anybody was crossing the street to be transphobic, but now that we know what it is, let's not be that. Yeah. Let's try to be good allies and be violently anti-transphobic, like we're trying to be anti-racist. Let's be anti-transphobic. And that's, de that's definitely the takeaway, is that now that we know... Now we step up, and, and we, this is part of the movement, right? Right. We're, we're gathering mm -hmm. everyone. So, the Ace Ventura thing shocked me because I did watch at least one of the Pet Detective movies when I was a kid. It was not that one because I've never seen that before. But also, that was just like, oh my god, they're going on and on and on and on with it. I just had no idea, and I, I mean, I love, I love Jim Carrey in in several movies, but. That was just like, oh my, like, come on. I remember seeing it and having a reaction to it going, everybody was laughing in the theater and I was like, I don't think this is funny though. But I couldn't necessarily tell you why it was hitting me wrong. Mm. I just didn't yes. find it funny. And I was like, this is hilarious. Weren't you laughing? And I'm like, because I don't think it's funny. But and I that's couldn't, 94. Right. I right, couldn't so. dial into why it made me feel some type of way. And I do remember watching Sex in the City and seeing um, the transsexual sex workers below Samantha's house and her going on. And I was just like, who wrote this? I know there's a lot of gay, there's a gay showrunner or whatever that runs that show. I'm like, that seemed a little bit something. And again, didn't stop to dwell and put my purse down in the fact that maybe this was transphobic. Yeah. I do know that I had a very visceral reaction to Jer uh, to Jeffrey Tambor being cast and transparent. I'm like, this show has everything right but the lead casting. And they kept giving him awards. Also, the show was just so self-congratulatory on top of the trans actors' backs, and that was very noticeable to me. I was proud of myself for going, oh, I got this one right, because I would just, people go, transparent, it's amazing, and I was talking to this uh, queer uh, friend of mine um, who works at this coffee shop around the corner, and he goes, are you, like, cringing every time you watch an episode? I said, I can't even clock 20 minutes of it without, like, my eye rolling, because it seems like the trans characters in the story were the B story. And we're here for Jeffrey Tambor. And I'm like, could they not have found an older trans actress to have played this role? And then yeah. the, the shit goes down on the set where he's sexually harassing Trace Lizette and she puts her foot down, which is a huge, huge, huge move for Trace because Trace is at the top of her game, right? She's on this high visibility show it's getting emmys they're not going to her she's not getting nominated you know she's a trans person on the show he's killing it but she's not getting nominated the cisgendered older white guy is getting all the praise but she stands up and says this guy sexually harassed me and in the me too moment she had the 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 chutzpah to say no you're not going to do this 
And that's, I'm sure that had a big, huge thing on her check, you know, that, that dinged her check a bit. But now we're in this moment, and I'm like, thank God for Trace for standing yeah. up. Um, and for Alexandra Billingsy, Alec, Alex standing up for her. Billings, who's, you know, Alex has been, they kill her off every five seconds on a soap opera used to be. So uh, transpo- Transparent I had huge problems with, and I'm glad that they that Jill saw fit to step away from that and approach it because, you know, she's a queer woman too. She's evolved in her queerness. And I think everybody's looking back and going, Oh shit, we almost got that right. Yeah. I think the, the biggest thing about this documentary that really works is that I don't think I never got the sense that it was like Hollywood congratulating itself. And it wasn't like a film history one one dry sort of retrospective. It was every, every single one of these hosts, are just trans people talking about how all of this uh, very problematic and repulsive representation affected them personally. Right. And also some of them explaining why it's harmful. I've never, the part where they're talking about the Danish girl with Eddie Redmayne, I've never heard it put more succinctly of how, why it's, it's, very harmful to have cis men playing trans characters. Yeah. I've never heard it put more succinctly. And especially like the Dallas Buyers Club where they said it was a very sensitive and good performance. But then when Jared Leto came up to accept the Oscar, everyone is seeing him as that, as a cis man. It's like, oh, and, oh, he's, he's, oh, the sigh of relief. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, a man, yeah. guys. But he, but look how he played a woman. And you sit there and even it was hitting me in a weird way as a woman going, hmm. Yeah. Because trans women are women. Right, right. And like that that just puts transness in a in a performance sort of box. You right. know, like it's something that you can work at and act and and all of that stuff where it's it's just not true. And again, it's it's really how people absorb that into their own behaviors. Uh. That is really the problem. I think the only thing for me with with this documentary, I would have loved more time just in general, to yeah. focus on more recent stuff. I think this I needs really to be wanted, a series, Netflix, yeah. if you can hear us. This is what this is what I'm saying. Like, I would have loved more. I expected like a full 20 minutes on Pose because there's so much to talk about, so especially with Ryan Murphy's history right. and the role he played in representation in the past. And they did touch on it, but like Orange is the New Black, like they didn't talk about Rub and Tug. Like I was waiting there for like to mention Rent with Angel and like how 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 does that fit into all this representation? There's so much more that they could talk about. Yeah. I feel like I could watch a whole series on that, do a whole separate series on bisexual representation and just go the full gamut. Yeah, it just needs this to be is a really, series. Really informative. And you know what it also is, is a very valuable resource for writers. Yeah. It's a very, very valuable resource to them. I totally agree with that. Because this is where it starts is in the writer's room when you're writing the uh, and then they all vomit. When so it's revealed that she's a man. So I mean, who have you seen anyone who's doing it right? No, I think Pose right? probably Pose probably gets it the closest, most right. And again, you know, we talk about Ryan Murphy going from Nip Nip Tuck, and then in, in the case of Pose, he gets out of the way and he lets the young black queer creator run the ship, mm-hmm. and that's why Pose feels so true and rings so true. Now. I'm with Andre, and I think we're all in agreement that I would love to see an entire episode on Pose. Is is everybody feeling the same way about Pose? You know, where could we improve from there? 
And then we, we haven't even scratched the surface. We talked about it a little bit in disclosure, but trans men, they're just not that visible. Yeah. You know, um, and then the cautionary tale of Max on the L word and, and all of that stuff that when I was watching it at the time, I'm like, I didn't, oh, fuck, we're supposed to root against Max? Mm-hmm. Oh. And it's through this lesbian filter? Oh. I mean, like, we don't have every, even though we have a rainbow representation, it ain't rainbows and unicorns all the way up in our community. You know, right. we're always fighting amongst ourselves and, and squabbling. But I think ultimately we do, at the end of the day, we wrap our arms around each other and go, although we disagree, we are evolving together. But there's just the whole trans men thing. Because I watch Elliot on Shameless. And mm. I love him on Shameless. Cute as fuck. Um, but then there was this whole scene between him and um, Ian. Is it Ian? The bipolar character? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So him and Ian are talking about they're about to have sex and they're like, I don't want to be the bottom. They're both like bottom shaming. And I was like, so that's where my mind went. I wasn't thinking about any trans anything. I'm not trying to look, I'm not looking for a gold star, but I was just like, why y'all bottom, bottom shaming people? Like, so my mind is maybe in some sort of old school kind of things that I've like, we talked about bears and twinks and the labels that get put on the community and then you're out there as a young gay man trying to date going, I don't want to be called any of this old fucking throwback 80s bullshit. (laughs) What is that about? And now you're, what's this fat shaming shit about? And what is that? You know, we're all like, well, hey. But we're in this moment where I feel like we should have all the conversations and that's why I think a series is in order because we all need educating. I want to hear more of these first-term stories. You're absolutely right. He didn't feel dry as bones. I think when I saw that black and white picture um, for Disclosure, the name, that title is also very dry. Um, The image was black and white and from the past. And I'm like, is this going to be one of those queer history 101? Where you're like, I'm appreciating that I'm knowing this, but can we speed this up? Can this be done in like a 20 minute like YouTube video? It wasn't that at all. That's yeah. That's my behavior on most things. Honestly, when you're especially like art, like I understand that you have to have some grasp of the historical foundation, but I think the conversation is, is what we're doing today. Right. What we're doing in, in most recent history. I think, Although it was very valuable and very interesting to learn about how this problematic trans representation representation dates back to the very beginning of Hollywood. Again, I would yeah. I would just love more. I was waiting for more oranges and new black. There's a lot to unpack there. I think they did a lot of good things and a lot of wrong things on that show. With oh, I Robert think so Cox. too. Well, again, it's um, like well, it, that that's a show. Like I have the same problem with oranges and new black as I do with Glow. It's about the white girls. Mm-hmm. When incarceration, when you're talking about incarcerated women, by and large, the majority of the incarcerated women in this country are black and brown. So, but it's about the white girls. And I know, yeah, it's Piper's story or whatever, but I don't know. I would have taken that and just thrown it out. And we did concentrate on the other girls and we did finally start focusing on Tasty and but whatever. But again, there, there were tragic stories. And I feel like, I don't know if Laverne just wasn't available, but the last two seasons of Orange is the New Black, Laverne wasn't even there. 
uh, that's so. that's my that's my biggest thing. I'm like, where what happened? They threw her the in the shoe. And I'm like, did she disappear? Kiss yeah, did they did they throw her in the literal shoe of Hollywood? Like, did she say something? I don't know if Laverne was just like, I'm I'm fine, I'm good. I don't know if she took issue with the whole beating up storyline, getting beat up. Because it kind of falls into what they're talking about in this in this documentary, I don't know. But I I do love that they pointed out like the the solution to this is just to have more representation, right. so that the few representation yeah. that we have isn't just bad, you know. Well, and it, it's what's it, crazy and goes, is I've been writing about kill your kill your gays for years. Mm. Like came out as gay. Well, they're gonna die. They came out as queer. They're going to die. We have a new queer character on the CW. They're going to kill him. Like, we all had that reaction. But now I'm realizing the importance of delving into all of those trans stories as well as the queer stories, the gay stories, the all of the other parts of our yeah. alphabet people. Yeah. As we the kill your gays trope wouldn't be a trope if if we just had more representation where they don't get killed. It's the fact that the overwhelming majority of that representation is uh, ends in death. Like yeah. that's that's the problem with the trope. It's not that gay people can't be bad or can't be killed in TV shows or movies. It's that it's that all we have. It's all we have. It's all we have. And we need more of something else, more better, more better. I better representation in general. Jen Richards makes this point about we can forgive the sloppy or the ham-fisted, if you will, pardon the pun. Um, misrepresentation or, or representation here and there if you had a larger volume of the right representation. Yeah. But when it's all we have, it's really important. And now I understand, yeah. like, I follow India Moore and MJ Rodriguez and the other actors on Pose, and India's mad a lot. And now I get it. Now, I, you know, being a black trans woman, you have to carry so much water for history and she gets tired and when she gets tired she snaps um but i need to pay attention to her i need to listen to her more i'm not that i rejected it before but sometimes i'd be like okay what's india going on about today you know now i'm like whoa 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 whoa! i need to back my shit up and listen um because i'm not grown in this i am so i'm a baby and understanding trans rights and, and trans points of view. And, you know, if we're going to fight long, shoulder to shoulder with each other, I need to fully understand uh, what what's happening. Yeah. You know? It's crazy. Tell you what, yeah. we're going to live long enough. There's nothing. Anything from the past. We're like, can't watch it. Can't watch it. Can't watch it. And that's fine. The stuff that I used to hold up. Like, I, I mean, I used to freak people out you know 15 20 years ago going citizen kane ain't shit people like what what you know and i would say birth of the nation is racist propaganda yo and people were like oh so it's early film i'm like dw griffith was a fucking clan wizard fuck that dude (laughs) fuck fuck him fuck all of them and fuck Lillian Hellman, y'all precious Lillian Hellman, if she knew about it. Fuck all that. And people are just like, I mean, almost come to blows. I almost got into a bar fight by call, calling James Cameron a hack. I was in Ireland. We yeah. all pretty much were drunk. And they love anything that's American <laughs> and Irish. But I thought I was going to have to throw hands with a priest. He literally was dressed as a <laughs> priest in Kill Kenny. And he goes, James Cameron is the greatest filmmaker ever. And I'm like, what? Like, 
Girl, I almost <laughs> jumped the bar and beat a priest up. But he ended well, up helping me go home later, so. But also, like, that's okay. The fact that we, we have to look back and be like, yeah. Like, my favorite movie is Mrs. Doubtfire and Birdcage. Yeah, they're... It's It's just... Poor I think Hank Azaria. Start- Hank Azaria is just not having a good life. Everything he's ever touched is problematic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah. A poo, and then the guy in the birdcage is like, "Oh fuck, no. fuck." I think I think once we start looking at art as like a living, breathing thing and not something that's historically set in stone, is right. where because I mean, like, I mean, I know we already did a podcast on it, but the thing with the the Hamilton thing is that we're looking at it through a twenty twenty lens when it was written 2015 these things can evolve and we look at art based on what's going on around us right and what's what time we're in and what what we're experiencing and that goes for any kind of art i think we do need to look at it through a different lens even the stuff being made today obviously has very problematic elements and you can still enjoy it while also being very critical about it and critical doesn't always mean being negative or mean or bad or whatever but it's it's a lot it's a lot more than just like black and white art is never black and white and it doesn't it exist isn't. in a vacuum and i don't know about that thing i can't i can't do it i don't know if it's a personal taste i'm not trying to shame anybody who does it but i can't know something is problematic and then try to enjoy it yeah i just step away from it i'm like oh oh that's done and i know people call that cancel culture you can call it whatever the fuck you want to i just don't want to fuck with it anymore it's like oh yeah. i can't do it like i can't I love Michael Jackson. I grew up loving Michael Jackson. Love the Jackson 5. He was my first crush on a boy when I realized, oh, hmm. Then I had a crush on um, the backup singers for Tony Orlando and Don. I had a crush on Don. I was like, oh, I might not necessarily be straight. But I didn't have those words. I was like, I wonder if everybody. And then my first sexual experience was with a girl. So I was like, oh, I don't know what I am, but I didn't bother uh, defining it. And now I'm finding as I get older, as I'm about to turn 56, that my elder queer representation matters. Um, I used to not talk about this stuff, not out of shame or anything. I just, you know, I would, look, people tried to call me all kinds of names when they would find out I was bisexual and I would step to it, whether they were in our community or they were just, you know, cis, evil shitbirds. I'd be like, come on, bitch, you know, but now it's more like I have to be I have to be responsible at, and be out and be representative of the children because the children need aunts and they need friends and they need people who love them. So yeah. that's where I'm I trying mean, I'm, to come from. So. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, like if, if something has very problematic queer representation, I can't enjoy it. Yeah. It is just a very personal thing. It is. You know? It is. And it depends on, so. I, I don't think I, I can't make that decision for anyone. I just, yeah. for me, and I'm not trying to say, well, I cannot enjoy, I just can't. Maybe that's me just not being, maybe I'm not evolved, but I just, when it, when it has a whiff of sulfur on it, I go, okay, yeah. you know, it's just me. Well, I, I had, I had one of those, those, um, situations just the other day, you know, cause we have Apple music now, right? So right. I'm, I want to listen to some, some albums. So I will put in run the jewels and cause I, I, you know, killer Mike, I don't know a lot of killer Mike, I know LP. Um, but then I, I go back to their very first one because they're supposed to be woke. They're supposed to be this conscious. I mean, Killer Mike's on this other song called, you know, Civil War, and it's very much, you know, we need to get up and stand up and fight for each other. And then on this first album, it's like LP is like his, his lyric is, you know, the ending is like a dick in your mouth, as as if that is a Bad insult. Thing. And it just hit me wrong. It's like, okay, this is your new group, dude. I mean, we're not in the '90s anymore. 
what are you doing? Why are you using these same these same examples and insults? Yeah. So yes, I I can't now. I don't want to listen to it because yeah. it's just I don't want to. I don't want to have because I know gay people and I don't. That's an insult, and that's just that's wrong. There's no reason to do that. You're married to <clears throat> a gay people. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's it's queers in the house, honey, and they're us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. And I was, uh, you had That's to educate me a little bit, Ian yeah. did. So I was I was doing some, I just got my AirPods. Ooh, girl. Ooh, friend, girl, yes. I, I saved up some AirPods. <laughs> okay, um, she rich now. Okay. I'm sh- she rich. I got Beyonce <laughs> money. Getting that government check. Um, not spending most on food, but I had to have some AirPods because I was out doing some work in the backyard and, and I was listening to Brother Ali and I'm swimming along in this song about, it's a song about like moving into the apartment downstairs to save a little bit of money. He's from Minneapolis. I feel like I was going to listen to Brother Ali for after the, the, the lynching of Brother George Floyd. I wanted to listen to Brother Ali because I was feeling some type of way and we're all feeling this type of way and I was just thinking on on George and his execution and I put this in and I'm just bobbing along with a song and I just love Brother Ali's voice and I love the guy and the man and in the middle of it when he gets into a fight with the guy who moves into the apartment above him in the song um, I guess they they throw down and they they get it they get into some physical beef and he uses the word faggot like he was weak and he calls him faggot and I was like whoa whoa I took my airpods out yeah. And I went over to my husband, and I went, hey, Brother Ali just said faggot. And he goes, oh, no, 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 And then what did you tell me? That was on, that was on uh, Room with a View, and I think I know, this, I know the song. Um, the remix came out uh, several years later, and he completely changed those lyrics. And then now, you know, I'm listening to Brother Ali now, and it's completely different. He's a different guy. Completely. Well, we've all evolved. And this, and this is the thing. I had this issue with Run the Jewels and LP was that I've seen an example of someone change. Right. And you're like, what's this about? And well, exactly. What is this about? Right. So. Well, I mean, we're still slut shaming women. We're still fat shaming everybody. We're doing all kinds of stuff. But yet, oh, no. We're going to make this all about the mask and we'll make this all about all this other shit while all of these insidious things go out. I mean, they didn't even get the Stonewall movie right. They got a white dude throwing a brick, oh. not Marsha. Yeah. Marsha threw the yeah. brick or um, not Candy Darling. I forget our sister. Oh, my God. I'm just blanking. The sister who was there with Marsha P. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we see in Disclosure who's like, I'm not going to put with this shit anymore. I've lost my job. I've lost my, you know... Um, those are the sisters who were out there. That the street queers from the Misfit Bar of Stonewall were the ones who gave us pride. We stand on their shoulders, and they are invisible. And I'm like, how fucking pissed would you have to be? And it's like when Trace and, and Alex were doing um, the Variety or the um, Hollywood Reporter Roundtable, and they were talking about Trace standing up about the the sexual harassment on the set of trans uh, parent by what's his head. And she, he goes, well, what was your reaction? She goes, I, I, it's expected. 
You know, we're trans people. We're so used to being in this position. And I want that to stop. I yeah. want to take, there's so much joy. And we're about to do a podcast on queer joy and queer love and, and queer positivity. And I just, I want the trans community to be on that same plane with us. You know, and I remember balking. I had to say I am proud of myself when I do recognize certain things. I'm like, okay, I'm not hopeless. I, I do have moments when uh, Wendy Williams, got a problem with you, girl. <sighs> Get sober, take five years off, write a book, go to an ashram. Anyway, she's asking a trans um, actress on her show about her penis. Yeah. Oprah did this shit. Mm-hmm. Do you know? We see it time and time again. And I just, I go to this thing about this obsession with body parts. Human beings being so, I guess that's why it never struck me as like, what you have between your legs does not matter to me. What you have between your ears. That's what counts. I'm looking for a mind at work. I'm looking for the good person. I'm attracted to that soul. And, and I'm not sexually attracted to my friends. I'm just saying, when I'm drawn to a person, that's what I'm looking for. I couldn't give two shits. But I have to change my thinking in that we have to not just be appalled at when these questions are asked, but we have to, we have to stand in the breach and go, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Just as vehemently as we do when we scream mm-hmm. at Karens for going after black people, we have to be that way when it comes to our trans family. I think we just have to recognize that as just a... Com- not only a violation of privacy, but straight up harassment. It's just harassment. And the fact that Laverne Cox came out and asked, and she asked her the same question after being told, Hey, I'd love to talk about this and what I did with that, but that is off limits for me. And then she's like, well, Laverne, how do you feel about that? Like it, it, that just made me so mad. And what I would love again, there's so many documentaries that they can make about this and needs to be a series but like i want them to talk about what it's like for trans people to date right. i want them to talk about that because as 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 someone who is engaged in the 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 occasional hookup app you know all most of the time when gay men they go to the pronoun section in their profile and there's just jokes you know just instead of he him they she they're just jokes in them you know and then i've 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 messaged trans people and they're like okay, you know I'm trans, right? I'm like, yeah, that's it's not a problem. And they're like, oh, thank God, because usually when I tell people that, they ghost me or they block me or they report me for, like, violating this what? space. Yeah. It's a huge problem within our own community. Like, imagine <sighs> this place of, like, acceptance and love, and we're kicking trans people out and keeping them at the door. Oh, my God. Yeah. We got to There's fix just so this. much that, that, yeah, there's just so much that needs to be revealed and talked about. We got to. Well, I mean, this is, you know, this is the conversation. And now you've said it. We want to see this, right? We're the consumers. We want to see this. So we demand we want to see this. Because I'm not fucking with your white <clears throat> shit. And I'm not yeah. fucking with your problematic shit. And I'm not fucking with your unevolved shit. And now look. We all going to evolve and we made stuff. And I'm not saying we need to go and hang everybody out to dry. You know, Brother Robin is dead. He murdered himself. There's no reason to drag him through the dirt. I don't, when you're not aware, you're not aware. But then when you are, that's when you're called upon to evolve from that moment. And that's what I walked away from after watching this going, we need more of this. I need to sit up and listen. And we need to go from here. You can only imagine when the uneducated 
don't give a fuck public thinks. You know, because we got to, we're not post anything. And I keep using the word fix. Fix is not the right word. Fix it. There's no fixing. Like, oh, it's solved. No. (laughs) Obama was president. I guess blacks are cool now. Yay. No, it's it's like, like, it's like, it's like COVID. It's a way of life. It is. It's an every single day conscious way of life. No, I'm just saying in, in your mentality. Yeah. You have to change. You can't. There is no fix. Right. You have to no, I get evolve. you. Oh, I get you saying. I got you. You know what I, I mean? You. I got you. you I have to. You. And each person has to do that individually. Like watching mm-hmm. this is like, I did not know. And, and just listening to your conversation. And I think a lot of people are in the same boat as, as, as I am. Is like We just don't know. And it's not like we're trying to be. We just don't know. Teach us. I want to listen. Right. I want to be part of the conversation. And then. The next conversation we have, I can be part of it. I can talk to my experience. And then it's a community. Right. Word. So mark in the sand. We go from here. We evolve from here. That's where I am. I've I'm dedicated, yeah. committing myself yeah. to educating myself, but also befriending, knowing trans people. And it's not like I don't, you know, before the pandemic, I didn't leave my house. <laughs> I got all kinds of things going on with me, but I'm just saying, like, I now I'm like, okay, this is where I need yeah. to start from. I don't know where I'm going to go with it, but I'm going somewhere good. I'm gonna, I'm going to have all the uncomfortable conversations, and um, yeah, I'm seeking that knowledge. So I hope, I hope this. I mean, like, I think the reason this is also so important is because. I mean, like, we're not taught this in school. No. Like, queer history is something that you have to go to college for. And I think I may have said this on the podcast already, but, you know, when I was in school, I I didn't know about Stonewall and Marsha B. Johnson. I didn't know about the, you know, they even talked about, like, going to to film school and having to watch Birth of a Nation. Yeah, that's what Yance was saying. And I follow a lot of um, film students on TikTok black film students who talk about their experience of sitting in a mostly white classroom watching birth of a nation. But here's the funny thing. I had the same reaction as Yance when I was taught that in film study and they played this. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? And got up out of protest. And then there was two other black people in the room who were like, right. And then the three of us just left the class and the teacher goes, well, this is part of history. I'm like, yeah, they're having a clan meeting up the street tonight. Do are we going to that too? Yeah, that's part of history. Yeah, exactly. What am I learning from this? That people are racist? I think we kinda already fucking know that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm this is that, you know in the South in Alabama when I'm watching this, going, What the fuck? But I wasn't always enlightened. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd have moments like that and then I'd be casually racist and not know it, not recognize it until I got called out about it. And then casually phobic in my own community. You know, just thinking, oh, that's funny, or what? And then having someone dress me down. And I didn't always react really well when I was younger to being educated and corrected. I would bow up on somebody and be like, what? I know what you're thinking. <laughs> you heard me say bow yeah. as Fernando Vera. Um, so I, I, I have been very, very ignorant in my past. Not willfully. Yeah. But mm-hmm. ignorant, and I, I want to I wanna keep evolving. To the last day on this planet, I want to keep learning and evolving and educating. 
myself. Yeah. That's what my life is for. That's my purpose in life is just to educate myself. And, yeah. and I know, think Netflix and got it right here. Yeah, I they think did. they got it right. We need, we just need more, more, and more, and more of this. We do. Y'all hear us? Let's start a petition. Um, so we're gonna get on out of here with this one. Um, we'll be back with a couple more. Uh, hopefully, you guys will like. But yeah, take care of yourself and um, reach out. I, you know, if you want to come on the podcast, if you're a trans uh, person have a perspective you want to share with us i'd love to talk to you i'd love to have you not just on Mm -hmm. the podcast i'd love to know you i need that in my life you know i need that i need to know who you are and i need to know how i can help what can i do and be and maybe i need to figure that out on my own yeah but yeah so all right we will talk to you soon and we love you all right bye guys bye